Hello and welcome, this is PSG Review, a podcast as professional and calm as our women's team in the Bavarian evening, also known as a show as dangerous as their Champions League corner kicks looking for Maria Antonetka Toto in front of the goal. I mean, what a player she is. Not only one of course in the team, but I can't get enough of her. Let's get into this. My name is Mikko at PSG Helsinki on Twitter and now also on Instagram. And today we have only one topic of conversation. It can only be PSG women's team in Munich for the Women's Champions League. Last night as I'm recording this on Wednesday morning. What a fascinating match in many ways and after what feels like forever dealing with PSG-related setbacks and (laughs) all the frustrating news and gossip and rumors, how incredibly joyous to get a positive result. This is not where it ends, of course it isn't, we don't celebrate too much because there's another match still to come, that is next week, but really great to have some positive news and a solid performance from the whole team. A little bit of a context before we get into the nuts and bolts of the match itself. PSG arrived to this point as the only team with a clean sheet in the group stages of this year's Women's Champions League, as well as also as a a club that had scored the most goals in the same group stage. This is the first year actually in Women's Champions League when there is this kind of format, group stage and knockouts, kind of similar to the men's side, but the competition itself has a longer history already. It's been running since 2001, over 20 years. So PSG has been in the finals twice, first time in 2014-2015 season when we lost to the title to, to Frankfurt, 2-1 in Berlin, that was played in Berlin. Marilo Deli scored the only goal for us, and then again in 2016-2017 season when we lost the final to our rivals OL with penalties after 0-0 match on actual playing time. Very tight margins there, and such a heartbreak, that one, especially that, that later one. Both of them, but especially that later one. Personally, for me, I can say that for me, I kind of really got into this uh, side after the first final, or kind of like during the first final. That is when my interest was peaked. And, and you know, we came very close to winning that uh, that dream at the time and, and, you know, still chasing that, still chasing that. So, so there's been quite a few seasons... Um, that PSG has been in the mix, has been a contender for this title, and and one of these years, who knows, this years. But let's not get it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. That is all I'm saying about the context of it. Match. There was some concerns coming into this match. Who is fit to play, especially in terms of our defense, central defense in particular. Our usual starters, Paulina Dudek of Poland and Amanda Lested, who is a Swedish person. You know, they have both been injured and the former was, you know, never going to play in this match. That wasn't really, like, realistic. And I hope we will have her back soon because she's really one of the key players for the team. But uh, with Illestad, she traveled, she gave some pre-match interviews and it was all looking quite promising before the match. And uh, partially the interest was also because she is a former Bayern player herself, you know, it is her former club, and actually she did play there last year, she was coming from there, uh, as much, by the way, as her fellow Swede, uh, Hanna Glass, you know, our former PSG player, now played uh, 
I think he played the whole match for Bayern last night also. So there's this kind of cross-pollination, of course. And and we are having our, our OG Bavarian in our women's team as well. Sara Debrecht is actually from uh, the Bayern area, from the Bavaria. Uh, of course, also former Bayern Munich player, uh, plays for the German national team. But I have digressed now. I was talking about that defense. As the lineups were published before the match, it was clear that Ilsted was able to play and with her in defense we had Elisa de Almeida. Otherwise, no huge surprises. You don't expect too much experimentation in this level of a match. It's too important, too season-defining to get into some kind of entirely new thing unless you feel like your hand is forced to to make such experimentations or changes because of some some things like um, injuries or suspensions or, or otherwise, you know, things falling apart. But that was not the case. Other than Dudek, we were all quite ready for this match. Hamrai, she was the third midfielder. That was a kind of question mark before the match. But everything else, as you would expect it to be. We have a fairly solid starting eleven anyway, so there's always one or two moving parts and rotation, suspensions, injuries, things like this. But, but for the most part... Uh, what can be said about our women's team is that we kind of know what our best 11 is, even if, uh, as it turns out, the the Dassin, which uh, does the broadcast on YouTube, you can see all these matches, uh, the Champions League, Women's Champions League matches for free live there on YouTube, which is really great. I, I really like that. Of course, it's, it's, it's really lovely, but their, their uh, commentators seem to be quite unaware how these things work. It was almost... A little bit pitiful to listen to them talking about um, what is the <laughs> what is the pecking order in PSG in their opinion, and they really were getting it getting it quite wrong in my opinion. You know, based on if you watch them week in and week out, you kind of know how it works. The early minutes of the actual match, back and forth, bit bit like that. But in all fairness, you know, the German side they were having the ball a little bit closer to our goal. Than, than, than what we did to theirs. Our possession was a bit further from the really dangerous areas, whereas they looked a little bit more structured in the beginning of the match. Also, some nerves at play. It's quite normal in the early minutes, and, and, and there were also a few misplaced passes early on. That was something that, uh, you know, things calmed down a little bit. Players grew into the game, into the match. Uh, it was a completely different setup at the stadium and things things of this nature and I think sometimes especially for PSG there's a lot of uh, continental pressure to do well in these European competitions uh, so the pressure can be on some of the players you could kind of see it I mean I must say that it's not anywhere as near bad for our women's team as for our men's team but nevertheless it exists so these players are players who are keeping their head calm and cool and they were collected and bit by bit also gained that kind of like a standard high standard that we know that they had and it was never bad to begin with I'm just saying that it was a little bit nervy in the beginning and, and there were some situations where uh, where where they needed to be a little bit more clinical with the passing and, and, and lost possession for no, no particularly good reason our chances they appeared more in the form of counter-attacks Diani and Katoto both very dangerous they could have even been a little bit more daring I think they tried their luck before the the you know the one pass too many that's always the thing is that you kind of like go and dribble and dribble and dribble and then in the end you realize that well there was that last touch that was too many and you should have just sort of like tried your luck 
perhaps a little bit earlier. Uh, but of course, they're professional players. I'm not here to tell them how to play football. But their very presence forced Bayern to stay on their toes all the time. You know, no matter how much Bayern would have had the ball, but they always knew that there is a situation, especially with Diani when she gets the ball, she's able to bring it up with such skill, like she's more technical than practically any of her opponents. She's probably stronger than they are. She's faster. So you can't really allow that to happen for the opposing team. They really have to be on the lookout. And and and, and actually what happened is that she kind of forced her fellow French, Viviane C to foul her and get a yellow card in one of these situations. That means that she will be missing the return leg, which will help us a little bit there next week in, in Paris. One of the uh, Bayern starters is going to be suspended at least. And just before 20 minutes, our Parisians got their chance. Decent position, free kick first. That didn't quite get the result, but immediately after that, with the corner, we managed to get a sort of pylon in front of the Bayern keeper. Few kicks and attempts until the ball is on the foot of certain Marie-Antoinette Catoto, who doesn't have a habit of not scoring a goal given an opportunity. She's very clinical. From the crowd, she slaps the ball into the top net and PSG was one goal up. Diani also had a touch in the box, that area, like she was uh, she was in the mix, that uh, attempt was blocked. The Almeida, I think, also got a touch there to the ball, but, you know, you really have to give a lot of credit to Katoto because there's, it, it was essentially what feels like the whole Bayern lineup in front of the goal. Like, there were so many people, and then there was even half of our lineup there, and yet somehow, from very close distance, where there's just players in front of her, she finds a route for the ball to go in, and she does it masterfully. Really great uh, performance from her uh, in that goal, and it was something that, if you're being quite honest, you have to say that it was something that happened a little bit against the play, in in, in that sense that Bayern had had more of the opportunities, and 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 our um, attempts were more counter-attack based at the time. But then this was a situation where we first got the free kick and then the corner kick, and it was uh, it was something that ended up with the goal zero one because it was on a away match. Uh, PSG wasn't taking over the possession after this uh, goal, but it did change the dynamics a little bit because PSG didn't really have to take the driver's seat. They kind of allowed their German counterparts to work hard while they stayed on the lookout themselves. Then uh, a a setback, really a setback for Paris, even if no goal conceded, but a setback nevertheless in a post-corner situation in front of our goal. Bayern player leaps and Sara Debrecht is there. There's a collision from behind. The, The Bayern player leaps on her from behind and hits uh, back of her head and from that situation Debrecht is unable to continue and Diallo comes in as a substitute. A little bit more defensive option to Debrecht for sure as well as leaving Gayoro more alone as forward leaning midfielder but of course Diallo is a great uh, perhaps a little bit more defensive midfielder that might be where her strength lie a little bit more but um, very unfortunate to, to have to see Sarah Debrich having to, to take the break to go on go to the bench. I hope that nothing too serious happened to her. Uh, that kind of a head collision is always a serious matter. But I also don't think that... I certainly hope that it's something that um, that perhaps a painkiller in the evening helped. And, and hopefully there wasn't any kind of serious concussion or even concussion at all. And I'm sure... 
that she's going to be back for the next match. But she was unable to continue this match, and she is one of the core players of this team. So that was certainly something that uh, that didn't help us. But in the end, it wasn't too much of a difference maker either. The first half ends 0-1 to us from the players I haven't yet mentioned. I definitely have to give a very honorable mention to Borbora Votikova, who was quite busy at times in goal, and she was giving us the evidence that she is on a required level for this job. I was very unfamiliar with her before this season when she came to PSG. Then I kind of learned that she's a social media influencer and YouTuber. And, you know, considering we had just lost Endler, who according to even the conservative estimate is the best keeper in women's football, I was a little bit uncertain that what are we what are we really doing that we are getting a, some kind of a YouTube influencer that I have never heard of. And at this point, I have to raise my hand and say that that while I love to watch women's football, I am very much PSG-centric when it comes to that, so I, I would not have seen the matches from Czech, Czech Republic or these clubs unless they were playing against PSG in, in, in the Champions League. So I was unaware of her abilities and her talents, and, and it was a little bit of a something that, made, you know, it was a concern, I think, when she came in. Wasn't sure what to think of her, but, you know, now having seen her in action multiple times, I am, I'm impressed and it makes me happy. I, I I I apologize that I ever doubted her, you know, because she seems to be a, really a woman for this job. Good for her, good for us. Another player who was great was Amanda Ilstedt. I mentioned already that I was a little bit concerned because she didn't have any minutes in her legs after her injury, but she came back with the vengeance and carried the responsibility in the absence of Dudek in the defense, in our central defense in particular. Really some amazing blocks, like really great ones and solid performance in defense all around. Second half, we started to hold the ball a little bit more. One of my favorites from this team, Sandy Baltimore, he had had a little bit nervy first half. I think when I was mentioning earlier that there was some some nerves at play, I think she might have been one of those people that I that I was meaning. Uh, not 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 the only one, but you know, she she didn't have uh, her first half was. On a whole, it was not on a level that we are used to seeing. It was not quite on her usual free-flowing, fun type of football that we are used to. But second half, she seemed to be more relaxed and she kind of grew into this match. She started to find her trademark connection with Sakina Karchuai on the left side of the pitch. And that is always a joy to see. Bayern also had a few chances around one hour Played and Votikova especially had one absolutely brilliant shape. Like mentioned, she's been really strong all along, but there was one free shot very near the goal and she just stopped it, like just like that. Like I don't even know how to describe it, but the ball came and stayed in her hands and it was a really wonderful stuff by her. After 70 minutes played, who else but Marie Antoinette Katoto with her second goal. Another corner, this time a little bit more straightforward. Not too much of a hassle in front of the goal. There was a, a, a nice corner and she headed the ball in. Beautiful goal. Really textbook. If you were to show young young players how, how do you score a header from a free kick, this could, video could be easily showed from all angles and in a slow motion just to show how you position, how you, <laughs> how you attack the ball and how you place it in the goal. Really great stuff from our number nine. My personal opinion that she is the best striker in women's football 
and she's also a Parisian titty. That is not opinion, that's a fact. And you can disagree with me on, on who is better, number nine. But, you know, you might be wrong. <laughs> that's my opinion. It is biased, but not as much as you, 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 you might think. In the last 10 minutes, there was a slightly sketchy situation. I don't want to make too much of an issue about it, but I think there was a very slight touch, if at all, by the Almeida just outside of our box. Was there was there contact? Yeah, maybe. But considering how rough you know Bayern itself had been playing, not rough. I mean, physical. They are quite a physical team, and they are they really are, are playing you know very physical football. Considering everything that had been sort of let let slide in in this match, I really felt like this was a very light free kick. But the referee gave it. You know, that is all that counts. Very sort of very light considering the the general feel of the play and from that PSG conceded the first goal of this UWCL campaign. It was the almost seven full matches of clean sheet but not quite not quite but over six and a half nevertheless one goal conceded now in seven matches is still you know it's still fairly good still fairly good statistic it's not it's not too bad um, but that is how the match ended this was the scoreline uh, one two so PSG Two goals and Bayern München won. Very professional performance by our Parisians. Quite calm and they let Bayern do bulk of the hard work and then utilizing the shortcomings, especially in the corner kicks. Both goals were a result of the corners and we only had four of them in a whole match. So pretty solid 50% scoring rate, whereas Bayern had them every few moments. Nine all together and have nothing to show for them. We were also defending quite well against their many, many uh, corner kicks. Nine, like it really felt like they, they were coming uh, every few minutes. Even without Dudek, we had solid defending and not just in those corner kicks, all, although they do pop up when you think about the match, you know, but praise goes all around, a really good team effort and whatever this team ends up doing in the domestic league, the cup and in this European competition, they will only be able to do it as a team as a unit, despite both of the goals being scored by Katoto. Yes, of course, he's a key player. Yes, of course, we have other key players as well that we can't afford to lose. And this is a kind of like a positive sign that even if we were missing one of our key players, we were still able to play a good to good game and to find uh, substitutes for that and find a system where that didn't hurt us too much. But of course, then if we start having many absentees at the same time, many of those key players, it will become all the more difficult. But all in all, whatever we can do, we can do as a team. I know there are some tensions that need to be solved or reportedly there are. I mean, I'm not there in the locker room, so I really have no first-hand information, but I hope that they can find solutions for now and then perhaps in the summer to finalize things so that we continue to once again have a solid, forward-looking, sustainable project with our women's team. Again, you know, so a kind of like a project where people are going to look at that, other players are going to look at that and say that, you know what, I want to be part of that team. That's some. That's the place where exciting things are happening. That's the place where the future is. That is the place where I want to bet my future on this club. This is what we want. And we want there to be an idea that our, our women are equally and, and fairly treated as, as our, our men's team. And that this is a place where you can come and play women's football on the highest possible level and be respected and not be some kind of afterthought too much. These are my kind of... Um, hopes, dreams, aspirations for this side. And I hope that 
it is going to be taken seriously. I hope that this is going to be something that uh, is going to be appreciated because, to be honest with you, this team is very strong and they have been very strong. Last year, they they got far and they were only knocked out barely by the team Barcelona that was then to become the champion. They knocked out Lyon. They have again beaten Lyon out of the French Cup already. And then we will see what happens in the league and it's, it's going to be a, a difficult situation. But I think that there's only one option to go and, and try to beat OL and in the return match, which is going to be th- during the spring. And then we'll see where it takes. But this is a very strong team and, and we need a club to take care of it. Next leg on this quarterfinal is at Parc de France. And if you're listening to this in Paris or if you happen to be in Paris on 30th of March, I really recommend getting the ticket. I don't think it will set you back too much financially. I mean, if you're already there, if you have to <laughs> buy the, the, the flights and hotels, uh, get, get them. If, if, if you can, by all means, do. I mean, this sounds really like a uh, wonderful match and I would really want to be part of that. But the admission to the stadium itself won't be too much and, and you will have yourself an unforgettable evening. That what. Well, that one is a later match as well. This one was a little bit earlier one. Uh, before that match, we play against Fleury on Saturday in Coupe de France semi-final. Really need to be vigilant as they are a strong side. They're one of those emerging strong sides of you know French women's football division on and, and really have to be very mindful in that match and hopefully we can also get some rest because they are going to be better rested than us. So really need to be able to take care of the business there to make it into the final Coupe de France final. And then already next week on 30th, which is next week Wednesday, the second leg and a chance to head to the semifinals of Women's Champions League. It will remain to be seen then who is going to be there uh, to be played against. But of course, it's far too early to think about that right now because um, we first have to get through. But I, I will say that it will be either be our rivals OL or then it's going to be Juventus and we're going to see who it's going to be. This is the last European campaign we have for this season, so let's make the most of it. And during this international break, yeah, we'll come up with an extra episode about the situation of our men's side, the club as a whole and the general outlook towards the future. I know these are topics that, you know, been talked about a lot. This is a kind of area that is a little bit in the air and we don't know what the future is going to bring and we don't know what it holds but at the same time it is fascinating it's full of possibilities and hopefully we are choosing the right path and and and, and you know and even if if not it's going to be interesting <laughs> one way or another so there's going to be episode about these topics coming in the days to come during this international break uh, as far as men's football go and uh, and then we'll get back to, to women's football also, as it is happening, probably not after the flurry match, but um, definitely uh, after the second leg of the of the Women's Champions League. Thank you so much for listening. Find me online, Twitter and Instagram as at PSG Helsinki. I represent the PSG fan club Helsinki here in Finland. And as always, I'm very grateful to you for having shared this moment with me. Thank you. Until next time, take good care. Peace.